I don't know why, sometimes I talk too loud, sometimes I talk too quiet, so we'll have to just, uh, but first if we just pray, I just, I thank you Lord for the opportunity for us to come together and to share this breaking of bread and this communion with you and with each other Lord, and I just pray you will bless us Lord Jesus, thank you Lord, Amen. Well first thing I want to start by saying is, uh, it's so easy to make doing this about yourself even though it's meant to be about the Lord because I found wonderful scriptures all good, all true, all wonderful things and then it became how was I going to deliver it, is this right, is that right and and you're talking about the Lord and yet it was so about me and it's not nothing to do with whoever's doing this and it's just about the Lord so and then it was early this morning after all this toing and froing, all these wonderful scriptures you could go to here, there, everywhere, you know. And then it just, the Lord just spoke to me this morning. It's just, it says, we're at Luke uh, 22, 19 to 20. And it just says, And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he took the cup after supper, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. See, and the truth of that scripture is, we should remember in the gospel, it's simple, it's the the cross. So all I'm going to do at this time is just point to Jesus at the cross. And, And then in doing, that's what he said to do, and we remember that. And then, and that's what he's asked us to do. So that's all I'm going to do, just tell you like that. And we know that um, in John, it says, at the cross, Jesus drew, drew all unto himself. Everything was drawn unto himself. John 12, 32, that is. So at the cross, and then he, and he cried, it is finished. So it was done at the cross. And at the cross, Jesus did pay our debt in full. It's just, it's done. That's how powerful his sacrifice was. That's how powerful his broken body and his blood is. And this, if you want, in Hebrews, it says, By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. It's set in stone. The cross has done it. No questioning is set. And then in Hebrews 10:14, For why one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. That's us. The cross, he drew it all to himself, all the sin, and, and, and it is it's salvation. He's drawn us to him at the cross. He's paid our debt. It's done once and for all. That's it. That's what his body, and that's how powerful his body and blood is. Full stop, no arguments. <laughs> that's done. And we know, and, and in um, 1 Corinthians, where it talks about uh, the, the communion in that, and it says, we proclaim his death until he comes. Says we proclaim his death, and in Colossians two fourteen, it says, "This is what happened at the cross." Wonderful scripture. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, he is taking it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Every single thing that was written against you has been nailed to the cross. It is done. It is dealt with. There's no handwriting. There's nothing with all your sins written down in heaven. It's wiped as if it was never even written. That's the power of the body and the blood. So, and we know that at the first Passover, it delivered the Egyptians from Israel. 
um, Israel from the Egyptians, the right way around. So we know now like if we, that Jesus delivered us into a new and better covenant by his resurrection. It's a new and it's a better way. And we, in Hebrews 8, 6 again, it says he's a minister of a better covenant. A minister, which means that he wants to minister to us to now. He wants to minister to us now all that that new covenant means. And I believe that the... Um, because he took all our sin and our shame and our sicknesses, he took all that at the cross. He's given us a new covenant of a better things, of healing, of health, of righteousness, of peace, of joy. All the things we talk about all the time, like we talk about, he's done that at the cross. And I believe that as we take the blood and the bread now, he will minister this new and better covenant to us now. And he, and he knew we had need of him. And he came to save us. And he knows we have need now. And he's going to come and he's going to minister to us in his body, in his blood, and what it has truly, truly done for us. So that is really all I wanted to say because I want just to point to Jesus. Because he, he has done it all. And we can, tr- and it's the truth. Let nothing doubt and do that. And as we just partake of this, may we just let him. And the Holy Spirit just minister the new covenant to us. Come to him, whatever you need, whatever you have need of, come to him and he will minister to you because he's promised it in his word and he's not a man that he can lie. So that's it. So if I can ask Titi and Remy to come up, please. And I'll just pray, Lord, over these. And I'll just pray, Lord, that we will be blessed, Lord, as, as we partake of this and we do as you ask. We remember you, Lord. We remember what you have done and all that it means for us. And we just pray, Lord, that you will minister this new covenant to us and our needs of that covenant, Lord. And we just give you glory and we give you praise and we thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You see, I suppose when, you, when you've got something to be really excited about, you just can't hold it down and hold it in. I mean, we don't have it as part of a protocol, but it's something when God becomes alive and real to you, it's automatic. And, and most of the Christian life is automatic. It just happens. You can't, you can't create a doctrine to try to get, get someone to do a certain thing or to behave a certain way. But it's about the life in you, isn't it? Amen. It's about what it generates. And God generates something inside your heart. He generates praise. He generates worship, adoration. And you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing because no matter how far you go on in, in the Christian life, it never ceases to be a, a sacrifice. It's a continuous sacrifice. But I can tell you this, in the sacrifice, there lies the fire. And it's, it, you know, in the Old Testament they would have burnt offerings. You often read about Abraham offered up a burnt offering to the Lord, you know. And we, in that sense, in a different sense, because it's New Covenant here, we offer an offering to the Lord. And there's always something to offer the Lord. 
We always have something to offer the Lord. But in the offering is the fire. You know, in the offering is the fire. And it is a challenge at times. But, you know, I just encourage you. Present, it says, your bodies as a living sacrifice. As an offering, holy and acceptable. Present. But present what you have as well. And if there's something bugging you, there's something in your heart today, present it as a living, as an offering. Present it as an offering before the Lord. Offer it up to God. Offer it up to God. And your fire will be rekindled. Amen? Sometimes certain things have the, capacity, the potential to try to drag you, drag you, you know, the way you're a bit heavy on you. You think, wow, where's this? that's not quite right. But present it as, a, as an offering. And your fire will be rekindled. You'll start burning. God wants you to burn. Amen? He wants your heart to burn. He wants your heart to burn for him. Amen? Um, it's a wonderful thing to be burning for Jesus. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> burning. Burning with him. It's more than just excitement. It's something different. Amen. It's not just hype. Something wonderful inside. Something powerful. Something life-changing. Amen. You know, you could have the perfect things, you know, in the worldly sense going on. You could try to create a perfect church. But I tell you what, I want a burning church. With the power of God moving. Amen. You know, I'd rather people have it in a real way than just lots of people. Do you know what I mean? I want people to have it real. Amen. Because that's what's going to change the world. That, that, when people got it real, you know, we have to have it real. We have to have a real relationship with God. Um, we, we, can't, we can't just continue to just try to do Christian things and just stay the same. Do you see what I'm saying? We have to have it real. You know, the world will know when, when, it, when you've got something real, amen. They will see it in you. It will be obvious. Right, I just want to go to um, just John 11. Amen. So this is, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say this is a message, but this is more about a person. Amen. This is about a person. Sometimes we can want a message, but it's about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's a living person. And we're going to go from um, John 11. Okay? Let's go to John 11. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus from Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet at the... Sorry. I'm getting distracted. (laughs) Fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God 
may be glorified through it. Amen. Now Jesus loved Martha and, and her sister Lazarus. So when he, heard that he was, when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. Now I just want to just stop there. Because as you know, that Jesus loved Mary, Jesus loved Martha, um, and they had a, a, special, a special relationship here. Um, and, and, and the interesting thing about this, that the most obvious thing that you thought that Jesus would do, he didn't do. And I suppose this is the huge challenge for the Christian life, is when God doesn't take the direct route, Sometimes it's not always the direct route or the way you think he might go. And it presents a challenge, doesn't it? Amen? But when he spoke this word in four, and he said, this sickness will not be unto death, but for the glory of God, that God will be glorified through. Amen? Amen? It's a key verse. It's for the glory of God. I'm here to tell you today what you're going through is for the glory of God. God did not send it, but it's for his glory. Okay, there's a difference. Sickness does not come from God. But it's for his glory. Amen? Okay. So he takes a detour. He takes a detour and he goes to Judea. But then if we pick up in 15, we can put it, we can go from 15. And it says, I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. So after Jesus has taken this detour, he plainly, just before that, in 12, he says, that um, he makes it very clear that this sickness will not end up in death. That Lazarus will live. Amen? It's very, uh, it's very interesting that sometimes, you know, that God can do things in a very obscure way. And I often found in my own life that it's not always the obvious route. And sometimes the obvious route is not always the glorified route. And God wants to take you on the glorified route. He's a miracle-working God. He's a God of miracles, like David Hathaway said. He's a God of miracles. It's not that we just seek just the miracles alone, but we seek the person behind the miracles. And I think that's important. If we're just simply wanting just the miracle, which is good in itself, I mean, we can seek God for a miracle. And I believe in miracles, and I want to see miracles. But it's the person behind the miracles that these verses is all about. This story was all about Jesus and his resurrection and his glory. The resurrected Jesus is the glorified Jesus. Amen? The resurrected Jesus is the glorified Jesus. 
Now in 21, there might, you think, you think, before we go to 21, you think of how it might have felt when they uh, uh, knew that Jesus must have known about this sickness and, and Lazarus had died. You think of the disappointment, you think of the discouragement that, discouragement that they must have gone through thinking, why on earth is the one that we're so close to, the one that we love, didn't, why didn't he come immediately? Why wasn't it a sudden, I'm there? Why isn't he here? Have you ever felt like you've gone through something and you thought, God, where are you? Where are you? But there was a purpose in the delay. And sometimes there's a greater purpose in the delay. Sometimes when God doesn't take the direct route or the obvious route, there's a purpose behind it. But we have to trust that he is going to reveal his glory regardless. Now this is the the truth. God will reveal his glory regardless. Sometimes we can have an expectation and we put an expectation on God to do something a certain way and when it doesn't happen the way we think it should happen, we allow ourselves to get discouraged. But I'm here to tell you, don't be discouraged. Don't live in disappointment. It's his way. Amen? Amen. But he will glorify himself through these things. It's not that he doesn't want to heal, he doesn't want to do these things. He's the provider, he's the healer, he's all these things. But the health, the provision, the open door, the job opportunity, and all it's just one aspect of it. The greater dimension is the things that God reveals through these things. It's to reveal himself through all these things. It's a higher dimension. It's a higher way. It's about the kingdom of heaven, not, the, not the th- building the things of earth. You may, we may pray in a way that we want to sort things out on earth, but if you pray for thy kingdom come, that will sort out earth. That's what transforms earth. It's the kingdom coming to earth. Amen? It's his will being established on earth that transforms earth. Amen? I'll tell you this, this will solve a lot of discouragement, a lot of frustration in your life. Sometimes when you don't feel that God has come through the way you expect it. Do you see what I'm saying? It's having a kingdom, it's having a mind for heaven and not a mind for earth. It says, be heavenly minded. Have your mind on them things above, not on things below. Not what Gordon would say about the, the scrapping around like the chickens. You know, we're heavenly people. Amen? Yeah. So sometimes the greatest glory is revealed through the delay. And Jesus took the long route on purpose. Yeah. On purpose. He could have just gone round and healed Lazarus at his point of sickness could have done. But he'd only done what he said. What he, said. he said, I only do what I see my father doing. And that God would be glorified through Jesus. This was the purpose, ultimately, of the resurrection of Lazarus. He says, I am the resurrection. Further on, I am the resurrection. I am the life. Amen. So through the miracle, he was revealing his resurrection. Amen.
Lazarus was recovered, he had his life back. But there's another side to that. It's the glorification of his son. Believing me, he said, didn't he? Believing me. It was all about him. So when we come down to it, it's all about him. It's a person. His name is Jesus. Amen? Some people fight, you know, they fight over things it's not worth fighting over. Do you know what I mean? Christianity is not a philosophy. It's not, it's, not, it's not just a doctrine, even though doctrine's important, it keeps you on the right road. But it's a person. When, you know, when I first got saved, um, when, I called out on the, when, I called out on Je- when I called out to Jesus, I met a living person in a dream. Like I've never ever had anything like that in my whole life before. Nothing come even close to it. No other dream, no other thing. And I share this because a lot of people know my testimony, but some, some people here that don't really know my testimony. But I just want to share my testimony just for a second. That when, I, when, when I called on the name of Jesus, I had a dream where I met Jesus in a dream. He was a man. He was full of light, white, coming from my shoulder. He was standing behind me. And it was so real. It was more real that I'm talking to you now. And he spoke to me in an audible voice. Put his hand on my shoulder. And he spoke to me. And you know what? It's kept my perspective right in the Christian, my Christian walk. It's about a living, a living person. The scriptures testify of him. Amen? It's a person. It's a living person. And you know, when you think about it, on the road to Emmaus, when you look in Luke 24, Jesus was walking alongside these disciples. And they were discouraged because they thought that... Um, that the Lord, their Lord, um, was going to redeem Israel in an earthly sense, in a worldly sense, that they, that they were, they were going to be rescued from the oppression of the, of the Romans. And they become downcast, it says in Luke. It says they become a bit, bit fed up because it's not working out how they thought it would. And they're a little bit, well, you know, I thought it was going to happen like this. And it hasn't. And Jesus just suddenly comes walking alongside them. And later on in that in verses, just a bit further down in Luke in 24, you can look at it. I'm not going to look at it right now. They said he opened up the scriptures to them. He opened up the scriptures and it was the Old Testament. Starting from Moses and going through to the prophets. And it says it was, he started to uncover all the things that concerned himself. Amen. It's about all the things that concern Jesus. If you want to get a good interpretation of the Bible and stay focused, it's about all the things that concern Jesus. If you stay focused, things become a lot easier. Them other things around the edges don't become a hindrance or don't become a stumbling block. Do you see what I'm saying? But it's all about him. It was all about he fulfilled all of it, from Moses to the prophets, and he was saying, don't be discouraged it's all about me, I'm alive. Like yesterday on the street, I was walking up to people and it was, it was quite good on the street. I really liked on the street. I was saying, I've got some good... Have you heard the good news? Have you heard the good news? And I was like, what, what? It's Jesus, he's alive, he's amazing. You know, some of them are But that was the good news. He was alive. He was the Messiah, the Redeemer of Israel. He was the Redeemer. I just had the wrong... Pers- perspective on it all. They got discouraged. 
They thought it wasn't working out the way it was working out right. They didn't thought. They had a, they had a way they, of thinking that they thought it was right, but it wasn't. It wasn't quite. It was off, wasn't it? Amen? He was going to redeem Israel, but not the way they thought. Amen? But further on it says, when they said, didn't our hearts burn when he revealed the scriptures to us? And this is the thing, when Jesus is revealed through the Old Testament and through the New Testament, the things concerning him, your heart will burn. Your heart will burn. It's the things that, con- that are concerning him affect us directly. And your heart will burn. I want to burn for Jesus. Do you want to burn for Jesus? I don't want to live in discouragement. There's no need. Jesus is alive. He, it says Christ is supreme. He's supreme. The supremacy of Christ is a wonderful thing. He's over everything, all things. It's him. Amazing. He changes hearts. And suddenly, it says that when they went back to their home, they broke bread and, 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 they, and they broke bread and suddenly they recognised him and he was gone. What a lesson, eh? What a lesson. What a lesson to learn. You know, suddenly some things, it's almost like, even for believers, some things are just covered up. And suddenly we can see. Suddenly it's almost like we've become a little bit discouraged because we've been expecting this and it hasn't worked out the way we thought. And we got a bit discouraged. And we thought, oh, why, Lord, why haven't you come at that time? Or why has this happened? And why has that happened? And we let that come in and Amen. But when Jesus is revealed, when our focus has come back, when our eyes are lifted up to him, suddenly that fire starts to burn again. Amen. The discouragement goes. Our focus is realigned. Our thinking is made right again. We're not looking down again, looking at the issues. We're not bugged by the little silly little things in life. But there's a grace there's a grace in Jesus, isn't there? Amen? Such a grace in Jesus. It's a person. You know, this isn't a message. This is about a person. A living person. Amen? So that sometimes the greater glory is in the delay. Amen? It's not beyond him. It's not that he's failed. It's not that he's, 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 he's not quite... Um, going to make it there is that he's already made it there but it's purposeful there's something in it that's greater that's coming there's something greater on its way do you believe it? there's something greater on its way that Jesus might be glorified amen now this is a thing we often do we often do a very we can have an earthly mindset we can just think it's just a, a Mr. Fix-It Jesus and it's, you know, God fixes it. Don't get me wrong, God fixes it. But it's not just about him fixing certain things in your life because then it comes about the thing being fixed and it doesn't come about him. And it's important, it's about him. He will fix these things, but it's about him. It's about him. Amen? It's about him.
26. Let's go to 26 in John 11. Stay where you are. I'm not reading from 26 just yet. I'm reading from 21. But this is what, how Martha, this is Martha's attitude, yeah? When Jesus came to him after going on this detour. Now Martha, I'm going to go to 26 in just a minute. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask God, God will give it to you. The Martha had that expectancy still. Even though there was a level of discouragement, there was still a level of, you can do it anyway. Amen. We need to be like that sometimes, don't we? He's going to do it anyway. You can do it though, Lord. Amen. Even though I've had a little bit of discouragement, you can do it anyway. And in 25... This is what Jesus says. This is wonderful. Jesus said to her, verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. What a wonderful verse. What a wonderful verse. Amen? I am the resurrection and the life. So it's taking it off Lazarus. Let's put it on himself. You know, a lot of the miracles you see throughout the Gospels that Jesus does an amazing miracle and it's a wonderful thing, but it, it, it always points back to him. I am the bread. He says, I am the bread from heaven, even though he fed the people, as wonderful as it was. But he said, I am the bread from heaven. It was a picture of him. He was drawing them back, saying, come focus, this is what it's all about, really. This is what it's all about. As good as this is, this is what it's all about. As an amazing miracle this is, this is really all about me. I'm showing you something deeper here. Can you get it? Amen? So he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though they may die, he shall live. And whoever, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? What a wonderful verse. We, can, we will never die. We have eternal life. Amen. If you've given your life to Jesus, you've believed upon him, you have eternal life. You won't, you won't die. That's wonderful, isn't it? What a verse. Amen. It's an amazing verse. And we know that Jesus uh, raises Lazarus up from the dead and he says to him, come forth. He brings him out of the tomb and they unbind him. Amen. And this was a real stirring with the Pharisees. They were really on his back. Some believed in him at this point, just after this, as you read on. But, um, many followed him, and a lot of them wanted to kill him. Um, but this was just about, just, just, just really, this was a picture of the death and the resurrection of Jesus here. This miracle Jesus was teaching about his own death and his own resurrection through this miracle of raising Lazarus up from the, from the dead. Amen? Um, but yeah, um, I just want to just encourage you this morning, you know, that he is the resurrection and the life. He really is the resurrection and the life. It's not just nice words to you this morning. There's power in these words. He is the resurrection and the life. And even though sometimes it may feel that you're on the, the long route, things might be delayed as such. He will be glorified in it. And sometimes it is hard, but in the hard places, sometimes there's a greater, greater glorification 
there's a greater way, the living way, Jesus. Amen. Sometimes God just gives you signposts. It's almost God who gives you signposts in life. And, you know, often I felt the Lord has shown me things, but that has led me to a greater truth. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we can, have, we can, have kind of like, um, we can look at things for face value. Do you see what I mean? We can look at things on the surface and miss the real treasure that's behind it. But God has got a signpost and he's pointing it to him. Amen? Amen. It's all about him. Amen. It's not just about what he offers, it's about him. Amen. It's about him. If you seek my face, seek my face, seek me. He has life. He is the bread from heaven. Only, you know, there's only life in Jesus. I can tell you that because I've experienced it and I've lived in it. And he does. He does such amazing things sometimes. It's like, it's, it is a wonder that I'm actually here really now. I'm telling you. It's amazing. When the Lord spoke to me, 2002, changed my life completely. Didn't know what I was getting into. Didn't know what I was getting into at all. But I had a hunger in my heart to know whether it was real or not. And if you've got that hunger in your heart, it's a good thing. Just let that hunger draw you to him. Amen? As long as you go to him, you'll be fine. Because I never... I never knew I'd be standing here. This, this, wasn't, this wasn't planned in my book. But it was in his. And that's, what, that's the most important thing. That your life is in, in his hands. It's in his book. And, you know, you may go through things and it may feel like you're going the wrong, you know, the long way. It may feel like God's delaying you. But don't be discouraged. Don't ever be discouraged. Come back to Jesus. Because he will get you there where you need to go. Does that make sense? Just keep, keep focused. He is the resurrection and he is the life. Amen. Bless you all. Press in for more. Hallelujah. Press in for more. You know, we don't live this life on our own. We live by the, the power and the presence of God. Every day we need that power and the presence of God. Hallelujah. To, to keep us, keep us strong in Him. And this morning I believe there's, a, there's an area that we all need to press into. Might be different for you to me, but we have to press in. Hallelujah. I just pray this morning, Father, that you'll give us the ability to draw from you. That we might reach out in the Spirit, Lord, this morning. For strength from you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I pray in the name of Jesus, your strength and your people. Hallelujah. Your word says... When we're weak, then, then in you we are strong. Hallelujah. We lay our all on the altar this morning for you, Lord. 
Hallelujah. We lay our all on the altar for you this morning. Oh, Father, we thank you for Darren. He's, he's back with us. I keep seeing him on his Facebook page, but it's much better to have him with us. <laughs> join us, join him up to, with heart and soul this morning. Hallelujah. Can you come? Can we pray for this young man? Where are you, Luke? All right, I'll wait for him to finish. Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we just pray for this young man. We thank you that you brought Darren back this morning. We pray you'll give him a blessing upon his soul for being faithful and doing as you direct in his life. I pray for a special blessing upon him now. In the name of Jesus, we ask you. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in every life in this place. Amen. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, move in a mighty way. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, you're wonderful. Father, we just thank you this morning for your word. We thank you, it's quick and it's powerful. And through it comes signs and wonders. And we pray this week as we all go our separate ways. We'll go in the power and the anointing of your, your kingdom upon us, Lord. That we might show forth the glory of God everywhere we go. That people will see we've been with Jesus. And that the power of his anointing rests upon each one of us, Lord. Jesus. Father, we pray you your, your Give us the opportunities that we need this week to reach out through the power of your Spirit to all those around us that there might be a manifestation of your presence in every life, I ask you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, Bless the Lord. Um, <coughs> Wednesday night, Bible study. We're continuing in Romans. Guess what? <laughs> it's a very fruitful book. <laughs> There's a lot of low fr low hanging fruits there, isn't there? <laughs> that you can grasp and enjoy. Bless the Lord. Um, No ladies meeting this week. Friday, you. Plus. Do you want to report back on church on the street yesterday? Just encourage those. Yeah, no, we had a great time. Thank you for everyone who prayed. We had a good time. 
Um, absolutely loved it. Yeah, we, we made a lot of contacts, had a good, lot of good chats, shared the gospel with lots of people. We're very blessed. So, yeah, yeah thank you for, for praying. And, yeah, join, enjoy, join us sometime. Please. We need people out, really. Should be out anyway, shouldn't you? But there you go. Erin, <laughs> do you want to share a little about your experience on it? Bing Rosemary. Well, yeah, I think it's, it's just good to be out on the street and when you sort of express yourself, you feel more fear in yourself. You speak to different people and, you know, it's interesting how different people react because some people look like they're not interested but when you get speaking to them they start opening up so you know you never know and just generally the atmosphere you know the music's very good you start getting used to the music and when it stops to play a new song you realize the sudden contrast you know and it does it brings a overall good atmosphere definitely you know which is the lord you know jesus yeah, um, it's kind of like, it's like so wonderful to, like, to be able to pray for someone after you, you, you get this kind of like, what you would say, like a burning inside. And you feel so like, oh wow, that was such an amazing experience. And then you go on to the next person and you're kind of like um, propelled forward. But obviously, we do get like the knockbacks. You get people who kind of like just run past or say, oh no, <laughs> and that. But yeah, and um, yeah, and the, the singing was wonderful, Joanna. It was beautiful. It was like kind of, yeah, people were stopping. You could see people stopping and they were like looking at, um, listening to the worship and just being even affected by that, I think, because I think the worship kind of like um, repels like a presence of God, doesn't it? You know, people can absorb that. Yeah. Bless you. Yeah, uh, yeah I would encourage you. Yeah, you haven't got to worry about um, um, angry people because, you know what, sometimes the angriest people are the best people because they end up getting saved. So whenever I see an angry person, I just think, yes, come on. But that's, that, that's, that's how it works often in the kingdom. It's not the obvious. It's the, it's the less obvious. When someone's giving you all the right answers, giving it, yeah, 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 you think, ah, oh, he's not getting it at all, is he? <laughs> sometimes that's the case. Not every time. But, you know, sometimes people just want to give you the right things to say. But sometimes when someone's really, like, you know, a bit agitated, something's going on there. But we, we stay away from any type of discouragement. Discouragement is not for us in any way. We always stay in a place of encouragement. Why would we ever take this personally? You know, they've done it to Jesus, didn't they? So they're going to do it to us. But we don't mind because we can celebrate anyway, can't we, in him? Amen. Nola, did you want to share a little bit about yesterday? 